Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Recently, I've been talking to a journalist by the name of Marion Williams, who works for Asia-Pacific Banking and Finance. They're an Australian financial publications. And we've been discussing the issue around banks issuing debt and what happened post the GFC. Now, when the GFC hit, the government, as you know, made every effort to guarantee deposits so that depositors wouldn't withdraw their funds, causing a run on the banks. And also we had APRA who came out and put Basel rules in place. These are regulations in the banking industry in order to shore up the banking or the bank's capital assets. Now, APRA went really to the nth degree to try to ensure that this happened. What other options do they have? Well, if you look at what happened with the US, we had the situations where they let the banks tumble and then afterwards they injected funds and what happens? The taxpayers end up wearing that for decades to come. Now, we don't want that here, but on the other hand, we want to make sure the system is fair and transparent and clear to investors particularly as the banks are offering products to the retail market or debt securities. As part of the Basel requirements, the banks had to try to raise their Tier 1 and Tier 2 capital. Now, what APRA did is they removed the requirement to have a rating on these debt securities. Now, in the past, what's happened, especially the institutions who were looking to take up these debt securities, would have to insist that a rating be applied. They'd also have a number of clauses that allowed them to manage their risk and protect them in the event that, whether it was a bank or a company issuing the debt securities, that they were protected um, as part of the process and were paid um, a relative return to the risk they were taking. Now, you've seen the banks, and if you, you're a depositor at a bank, you probably would have been sent an email about some of these debt securities offering a higher return than term deposits. Or if you're with a broker, you may have seen them being published that way. Now, investors are faced with an interesting situation because post the GFC, we still don't have a huge level of confidence in the share market, although it's growing because we've seen share prices rising nicely over the last 12 months. We've got low interest rates or low rates on term deposits. And so investors have been looking over the past 12 months for something else. And this is where the debt securities have sort of come in right at an opportune time um, as far as the banks were concerned when they were looking to raise the capital. Now, the market or the the brokers are treating this like an income play, but investors need to bear in mind that it's not a term deposit, and particularly the the retirees, people looking for a, a regular income or payments at particular times of the year, this is what has suited them. But they need to really be careful to understand what these securities are. So you need to look at the capital structure and where the debt sits in terms of what would happen if um, one of the banks were to go under. Now, in terms of the likelihood of that happening, we can sit here and say that that it's unlikely and and it's easy for the banks to sell their brand because when you look at a bank like ANZ, NAB, Westpac or Commonwealth Bank, it's a trusted name and the view is that they're likely to be safer. However, this still doesn't excuse any investor from doing research and making sure they understand what they're investing in. The question is, are they really being marketed fairly as well? That's another point. And is there more that could be done to make it clear to investors or to alert their attention to what it is they're investing in? And is it something that our regulators need to be paying more attention to? Now, the way the tiered structure works is that you've got secured senior debt at the top where claims can be made on bank assets. Then you've got senior debt and deposit holders. 
below that, you've got tier the tiered capital, tier one and two debt, and then the equity or the shares. Now, with some of these debt securities, they can actually be converted into equity in the case where something goes wrong. Investors need to understand the terms and conditions. What are the situations that could arise where you would not be paid your returns or where your debt securities could be converted to equity in the capital structure of the company? Now, the interesting thing about the the debt issued recently, and there was one issued by ANZ and one by Westpac, is that the institutions were not taking up this debt. It was totally the retail market that was buying into it. And as I said before, there was no rating on the debt. There are also special clauses that the institutions insist on having when they take that debt out that they that don't apply to retail investors. And is that fair? Not only that, the institutions would insist on higher returns for the same level of risk. So are investors actually being appropriately compensated for the level of risk that they're taking? Now, the institutions would insist on step-up fees, which are fees that they pay in the event that the borrower was to default on the payments. This creates an incentive and lowers the risk for the institutions, but retail investors are not offered these same fees. So without a rating and without having clear direction, this leaves investors having to read the PDS and make a decision. The problem is that a lot of people don't read documents. They're often long. These documents are often very detailed, typically contain information that requires investors to, st- to seek assistance from someone, like a financial plan, to explain the definitions. Now, this puts the onus back on the investors. So all I can say to a retail investor, and I was speaking to someone from Fig Securities recently who was telling me that when looking at subordinated debt, it's up to the investor to read the PDS, make some common sense decisions to decide whether the risk versus reward is acceptable to them. For example, is the company likely to be around in the next five to 10 years? With the likes of the big top 50 companies, the probability that they'll be around is probably reasonably high. And are you happy with the lending rate that's being offered? The other option is you could seek financial advice and get a financial planner to perhaps approach someone like Fig Securities to make an assessment of the of what options you have because it may be that it's in your interest to weigh up which, which is the better offer, not just go with the bank that you have deposits with and do your own research on these companies. It's important to remember that these debt securities are generally a promise but not a legal obligation to pay this is something really important to understand and you know at Wealth Within we really encourage investors and traders to make sure they do their own research. You may decide to Google Marion Williams and find some articles that she's written. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.